On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is HBK from the Mighty Mighty Hairball, and you are listening to The Loud Spot with the one and only Sebastian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Today, I have HBK with us from the band Hairball. What's up, man? Not much, man. Good. And Sam Sam is on here also, but he is muted because he has bad reception where he's at. (laughs) He's just going to play. Poor Sam. Dude, I want to thank you. I, I know you guys are probably used to doing more daytime interviews on radio stations and unfortunately i can't do daytime so thank you for joining us late night absolutely Happy <laughs> all right so i do have a question for you the name hairball did you guys yes. go through a bunch of different names before you decided on the band name hairball nope you got nope, like- the band always hairball um I am not an original member, but I remember when the band began, and way back when it was, it has been Hairball from from day one. Okay, so when did you join the band? Uh, twenty nine, eighteen or nineteen, nineteen. Oh, like that. Okay, so so are you the newest member of the group then? I am the newest member of the group. Is that why they make you do the podcast? <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, Get the new guy well, on there. Only the late at night ones. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming then, obviously, you played bass for a long time. and how, So how did you wind up getting into the band? All right. So um, I've known most of the guys for a number of years. I mean, we're both kind of from, uh, the majority of us are all kind of from the Minneapolis kind of area overall. And so I've known them, I've known their manager, uh, for a long time. Um, and it was just one of those things where kind of over the years we had talked and, you know, Hey, if anything ever happened, would you ever, and eh, yeah, you know, let me know. We'll see how it goes. And, and so when the time came that they were going to make a change, uh, in the lineup, I was 
I was on the short list. Um, and so, um, it was, uh, it was just one of those things where we all kind of came from the same scene and the same kind of area. And it's, you know, even as large as this area is, you know, the music scene is still pretty small. Most everybody's played with somebody or somebody they know at some point over the years. And so it, it just, you know, it was just one of those things where they knew me and they knew what I did and how I do it. And so, yeah, they knew you could play the bass and then you, and you obviously probably like the eighties, eighties rock genre. And so yep. it was a pretty, it was a pretty good mix. Was it so before you got in the band, did you play in other bands on such a wide, like, like such a big stage that Hairball plays on? At times, certainly not with the consistency. You know, the Hairball is always on. Uh, have certainly been on some regional tours and some things and have done uh, a number of national openings and, you know, uh, so kind of stuff like that over the years. But this, you know, consistently full time, you know, in a normal year, you know, Hairball does about 120, 125 sh- shows a year. So, you know, that's about one every three days. And yeah, you guys are, you guys are actually still playing shows. I think you guys, like you guys came to Oklahoma recently, right? Like in November. Yeah, we played, um, we got out, you know, we were all, we kind of shut down in March. Like most everybody did last right. year. We were actually down in Daytona, uh, playing bike week. And that was kind of it as everything, you know, shut down. Like we ended that week and, you know, off we, uh, drove home and, and that was it. And we were off till we went back out in August for kind of the month of August and September. Um, we did Sturgis. We did some drive-in shows, mm-hmm. which those are weird. Um, and we did a bunch of outdoor stuff. And then we were off in October and then November, we did a couple of weeks. I okay. think Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska, we played a few, of those last, uh, I think we were, we were in Deadwood, you know, like the last few states who had anything open, we did a couple of of social distanced indoor shows, and and then yeah, and then that was it. So I mean, we were lucky to get to do something last year after everything went. Yeah, kaput. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know. I mean, I'm lucky. I feel lucky that we were able to at least get out and do something. I mean, you don't ever realize, really realize what you got until all of a sudden you can't go do what it is that you do anymore. Yeah. So when you guys tour then, do you guys have to, because I saw you guys were playing, I went on your website, checked it out. Do you have to like know which states are open, which states aren't open? And then within those states, the venues that are, that you're allowed to play in. I guess you guys probably don't even do the booking. Somebody else does that for you. Right. Yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> do any of that. And it's all up then to, you know, the local promoter to kind of work with, you know, local restrictions and to make sure that everybody's, you know, yeah. doing what they're supposed to do and, you know. But it was uh it was an odd year, twenty twenty. Yeah. So how many guys how many shows did you guys get to play in the year? I'd have to go back and, and add it up, but I, I, I'm going to guess maybe 
35 or 40 percent of our shows you know because like up through march i mean we were screaming i mean we were what do you mean 35 so 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 35 to 40 percent of your shows meaning that reduction and so instead of 100 percent of what you would normally play that was just 35 to 40 percent so in any given year are you guys usually playing like every weekend or do you guys like how many so like in 2018 or 2019 how many shows do you think you did in that year? Around 125. Okay, so <laughs> specific. 100, 126.2.5. One, one was cut in half. One, one of the shows got cut in half. So one went long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, four, so four, I guess so 40% of that would be just a little over 40 shows. Something like that, yeah. That's yeah, around there. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. Do you, since you, so you joined the band 2018-ish, right? Do you have a favorite song, since you're new to the band, do you have a favorite song that you like to play or a favorite band that you personally like to cover more than any other song that you guys do? You know, when we do our Queen set, uh, that's great, only because, I mean, I'm a huge Queen fan. The, I love the to play those songs is fun. They're super musical. They're very, very tasteful. They're very fun to play songs. <laughs> but if it gets down to just one song, my favorite song to play though, is probably Hot for Teacher. Okay. Just because our drummer is phenomenal. He nails that song. And the bass line in that song is super fun. I mean, it's like a freight train. I mean, and it's just, that's probably my favorite song that we do. I saw your drummer's drum set, man, on some of those video clips. Dude, it's nuts. <laughs> that is so nuts. He has like, is huge. it like tubes coming down? Then like, I think is does he have like two two uh, a floor floor toms or what do you call them? Uh, bass drums. He's got two. Yep. So there's two uh, kick drums. He's got. I think there's two floor toms on the one side. There's another one over on the other side. Even. Then there's like, I don't know, it's like 20-something, 20-something drums. I mean, there's a gong drum, which is about the size of a kick drum that's actually behind him here. And he, he hit, I mean, it's that, I feel bad for his drum tech. I would not want to set that thing up every night. I mean, that guy earns his money. Yeah, man. I, dude, have, does anyone in the band ever go, like, jump off of his bass drum or, like, one of his bass drums? Because you guys got pretty good stage presence. Do you ever get, like, super crazy with it? Oh, there's... Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, our, uh, the guitar player, I mean, he'll go rolling around on the stage, and which, that's like, it hurts. But, you know, <laughs> whatever, I, you know I just look at it and go, ugh. Man, my back can be hurting in the morning. I have to do that. We're getting too but, old. <laughs> We're getting too I old to do that. that. You know, so his drum riser is, is like three levels up, and you can stand. And then on each side of that is a big platform and a staircase down. You know, so you got a lot of, there's lots of levels and places that you can run around and go to and climb up and down off of. And, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's awesome. I mean, you know, as a kid who grew up, watching Kiss uh-huh. and, you know, and all that stuff to get to play on a stage like that every night. You know, it's awesome. It's great. It is, it's dude. Hairball and Hairball has a pretty big following, man. Like the band's been around for like, what, 20, 
20, over 20 years, I think. Yep, over 20, uh, yep. Yeah, almost 21 years now. That has to be super cool to, like, come into a band that's been doing stuff for a long time. He has a following. It's almost like you're gifted into a band that's already, that has a bunch of fans. So, when you come in as a new bass player, do they have to introduce you and be like, hey, this is our new bass player, HBK. Which HBK, does that stand for, Heartbreak Kid? <laughs> Did I mean to get that It's not an original question. Sebastian doesn't cover it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, it's, uh, you know, entering the band was fun. And, I mean, overall, the fans have been great to me, you know. The other thing about joining a band that has been around that long, you know, they have fans that have been fans of the band for a long time. Right. And so they know the guys, and they know this guy came in here, and, you know, we really like that one guy. Mm, so who's this new guy? Are you all right? Do we like you, or do we not like, ah, okay, you're okay. I guess we like you after all. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, Hairball's got crazy loyal fans. I mean, you know, you show up, and I have seen Hairball tattoos on people at shows. Dang. I mean, they're swagged out. I mean, you know, you there's Hairball Inc. out there. It's uh, it's amazing. What would suck, though, is if someone has, like, a Hairball tattoo, and, like, all the faces of the people from Hairball on the tattoo, and then your face isn't on there? <laughs> And Sam's going to be putting signs up all night. <laughs> he's going to be putting signs up all night. Since he can't talk, he's going to be, he's going to be writing little notes and putting them on the, on, on for the video podcast part. Ask him this. No. <laughs> does, does the band do, I mean, I'm sure the band does all kinds of interviews and podcasts. I got to ask you a question because I am totally unprofessional at doing a podcast. I love doing it though. We love, we love, we have a great, we have a lot of fun on here. Are a lot of the interviews that the band does, are they pretty scripted? None that I've ever done. I've never actually been handed a script. Um, you know, I just started doing them this last year. Okay. Uh, but uh, nobody's ever handed me a script. I don't know if that happens with uh, the other guys ever or not, but. No, Ed, you know, I mean, I think that's a whole lot more fun because then I don't know. I don't know what you're going to ask me. And then I got to be awake. Wait, yeah, <laughs> no, no. I got to. <laughs> Dude, I, I interviewed a band. I did this a friend of mine. And I asked him, you know, because he was on another podcast and it was scripted. And he was like, you know, it's probably a little easier to do. And I get that. But I think unscripted is kind of more fun because you just kind of say what comes to your mind. But then sometimes I see bands in their head. They're like, I shouldn't have said that, man. I shouldn't have what said should that. I say, right. And oh, I, I'm sure. They're like, can what you edit? I, said, Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Can you edit that out? I'm like, yeah, I'll edit that out for you, man. No problem. Don't don't worry <laughs> about it. I'll, I'll take it out. I like to make my show look good also. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to put anything embarrassing, embarrassing on there. Um, right. When it comes to costume changes... Wait, you guys don't. The, you guys have how many singers does the band have? Three, and um, so yeah, they kind of rotate in, you know, throughout. So me, the guitar player, and the drummer are out the whole show, right? So we don't we don't change. We're out there for every song the whole night, and then those three guys all switch in and uh, throughout the evening, and so it's usually one to one to three songs, you know, depending on the band and depending on the night and depending on, so we actually keep a list 
um, of every every set list of everywhere that we play. And every time we go and return into a market, mm-hmm. we look up what we played last time. Okay. And so we make sure that we, you know, throw in different characters, different songs, even within, you know, each of the bands that we do so that, you know, if you saw us in Oklahoma last year, uh-huh. you know, you're not going, it's yeah, well, then they did Kiss, and then they did Van Halen, and then they did, you know, it would be, oh, well, let's switch that one in and out, this out, this in, you know, that at least it's interesting, you know, and it's always something, it's always new, and so every time that you come to see us, it's going to be something different, right? It's a different, it's a different show, yeah. a different venue every time, so how many songs do you have to memorize then? Like, how many songs do you, how many songs does the band have? For like any given night, like hey, we got uh, you know we're going on tour for three months, and here's our set list for the three months. Um, do you have to? I guess you. I mean, you would have to know all the songs. So how many songs do you do you have memorized, man? I'm gonna say, God, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's got to be probably. I mean, so we do a two-hour show. Yes, right? yeah, yep, yeah, two. And that you know, I was gonna say it's not fair that the singers get to take a break. And you guys gotta be on stage the whole entire time. Well, they get two thirds of the night off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be mad if I say it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, a two-hour show, you know, that's about thirty songs, right? Yeah, that's a lot of. Give or take. Jesus Christ, and, that's a lot of songs. And so, I bet when we're out, we probably have about probably fifty-five songs maybe 55 or 60 songs that we have ready. So almost a complete duplicate show. And so that way, uh, well, and that's the other thing. So we don't go out for three months at a time. In a regular year, we're out for 12 months of the year. We're never off. Right. We are never off of the road. So we are always, every week we're gone. Right. And so we'll have about 55 or so songs always always ready to go so every week or every night you know um we will get there and we will pull up what we played there last year if we have it right okay and and then it's well what do we need to swap out so we need to be able to swap out a good majority of the show if we need or want to on any night so you've got to have almost two shows worth of music kind of always ready to go well what so when so when you do the set list then so you don't prepare the set list prior to doing the show do you guys kind of do it randomly when you get to that that city do you, that's when you guys look up you don't already have it kind of already known what you're gonna do no yeah, we'll, <laughs> that's cool though we'll man open it up that day well you know i mean because usually every day that we're out you know we're in we're in a new town. And so it'll be that morning. We'll open it up. Usually that early afternoon, I should say we'll open it up and go, okay, what did we play last time? Okay. Is there anything new we want to switch up? Is there anything that we want to switch out? You know, and then we will write that evening's set list up that day. Okay. Is there like one song though? That's like your closer that you guys play with. Or that you play 
every show. Like, they're like a fan favorite that's like, you must play this song. Um, it's gotta be one song. No, maybe. I guess there's not. You know, not really. I mean, I, I mean, there are songs that, I mean, maybe Bohemian Rhapsody, that, that probably. Yeah, that's a good song. You gotta play that yeah. one. You got it. Well, that... that's one that if you don't play it, how can you play Bohemian Rhapsody? You play it last time you were here. Dude. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. do, you guys ever, do you guys ever get emails or messages from fans like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I came to see this song. Does that happen ever? Oh, absolutely it does. That would you suck because you're trying to do the best thing you could do and then someone complains about it. Well, right, it's always... So, okay, so we roll into your town and let's just say there's a crowd of 2,000 at the show, right? Okay. And, right, so how many of those people go, yeah, play Bohemian Rhapsody because you played it last time. I want to hear it again. That was so good. Okay. Or on the flip side of that, the other half who go, why didn't you play Fat Bottom Girls? I mean, you played <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody last night. Play Fat Bottom Girls. Play another one by the dust. What the hell's wrong with you people? Why do you always have to play the same goddamn songs? So... You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? You, I can't, mean, you can't please everybody, man. You can't. You can't. You give them what they want or you're being repetitive or you don't. I mean, so, you know, again, I think we've I think we've found a pretty good balance of knowing what, uh, how much to switch out, how much to make sure that we give them what they like. And again, most of the time, it's not even a song. It's usually, well, did you do Kiss? Or did you do Prince? Or did you do Queen? So we might keep the same, uh, you know, we might keep the same band, but we'll mix up the songs that we play from them. Like we won't play the same Van Halen tunes that we did a year ago, right? but we're going to do Van Halen because it's Van Halen, right? I mean, there's, yeah, you know. So on your your level of playing... Like what's the, like what's the biggest audience you personally uh, played in front of with Hairball? Uh, about thirteen thousand. Okay, uh, on that on that level of playing, at this point, because you know you have your your like your tribute bands that are not like Hairball that are just local bar guys, right? That aren't sure. really on, on your stage. They don't have to ask permission to play cover songs because they're just playing in front of like. 30 people at some random bar. You guys are playing in front of 13,000 people, you know. Do you at that level need to, or at least contact the band and say, hey, we're going to do this song, we're hairball, check us out. Or does everyone kind of know who you are already, even those famous guys that like, do whatever you want? They kind of, um, the vast majority of them know who we are. Um, and a lot of them have played with us. I mean, over the years, hairball has had, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Rob Halford, Stephen Piercy, Tom Kiefer, Mark Slaughter, Sebastian Bach, Brett Michaels, Lita Ford. Um, uh, you know, we've had a lot of those guys have been on stage with us at some point or another. Seb- so, Sebastian Cosby with the loud spot. Don't forget that. <laughs> Don't forget that name. Sebastian, we played... <laughs> 
we did a thing in San Francisco. Uh, it's right around a year ago. Okay. And uh, we did a thing, and he came up, and and we did, I think we did three songs of his with us, and uh, it was fun. It's always cool for us in the band to yeah. get to play with the original artist with Hairball because, uh, I mean. You know, I mean, these are guys who who I sat and went to their shows, you know, as a fan, you know, growing up. And here I am playing on the stage and I'm playing their songs and they're singing them. Do you I ever, mean, that's pretty cool. Do you ever get nervous? Or like, did you at first and now you're kind of used to it? Um, yeah, you know, I've done enough national openings. I mean, even years ago, you know, getting to go open up, you know, for... David Lee Roth for okay. Slaughter, Cinderella, blah, blah, blah. I mean, most all of those 80s bands, I had been an opener, you know, like in the early 90s. Okay. Four. Um, so any kind of nervousness there. You know, what I would, yeah. you know what I would love to ask your singer or your drummer? Not necessarily the bass player so much, but I would love to know if anyone in the band has ever been on stage and like completely forgot what they were supposed to sing or forgot how they were supposed to drum or forgot how they were supposed to play guitar. As a bass player, if you forget, you can always just look at the guitar player and be like, oh yeah, that's right, that's what I'm doing. But if the guitar player forgets, okay, I'll, I'll ask you this, has the guitar player ever forgot something and you're like, no, nah, dude, you're playing the wrong thing? Or are you, are you guys just that professional that doesn't happen anymore? It doesn't happen much. How about it does happen? It does happen. The only thing that's ever happened with our guitar player was where he's looked down on the list and he's looked at the wrong place and he is <laughs> and he's either started or he's called out the wrong. I think one time he started the wrong song. And now see with us, that's a big deal because it's not like just a regular cover band where, right. okay, well, the singer, he'll just sing the next thing. No, no, no. That's a different guy. And he's not in costume yet, right? And, and so that happened one time where he went out and he started a different character first. Like he just, you know, he looked at the list and he's, yeah, he went over them and he went to the next character. And the guy was standing off stage going, hello, Vince Neal, not Steve Perry, or you know, whoever it was. And he's like, I didn't know if I should sing that song as this other guy or if I, and you know, but, uh, but thankfully that does not happen too often. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I would say as a singer, it's probably harder to make mistakes because you memorize the lyrics, you know, but I, you know, some of these local bands that I talk to, I'm like, the singer forget the lyrics. They're like, yeah, it probably doesn't happen with you guys, but if it ever did, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of funny because <laughs> the crowd probably knows the lyrics, you know, they're like, dude, you're singing the wrong thing. <laughs> We've had times, uh, we've had times where like they've had a technical issue, and like the vocal didn't uh, project, didn't work. Okay, and the crowd sang like the first half of the song, and they were louder than we were, and until the guy got the mic working, they just sang the song for us, and we're like, okay, we'll just keep playing. This is cool. <laughs> You know, dude, because they know every word. I mean, that's the thing. You know, I mean, yeah. hairball is a hairball is a two-hour highlight reel. I mean, it is. 
it is the best of all of those groups. Yeah, two hours, man. That your fans must. I mean, I I was watching a lot of the videos on YouTube and 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 uh, and, and on your website, and you guys definitely look like you have a lot of fun. It's a ball. It is a it is a complete ball. And after it's a hairball. Two hours. I am spent. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But you know, it's really the great. I mean, the ticket for the value for the production. Uh-huh. You know, the staging and the lights and the video and the pyro and all the shit that you get is everything that you would get at any arena show, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and then, again, like, you get a two-hour highlight reel. It doesn't matter. I mean, if for some reason you don't like Kiss, and I don't understand why you wouldn't like Kiss. <laughs> you know, right, say right. you don't like Kiss, all right? You're the one weird guy at the show. <laughs> don't worry. In about five minutes... It's going to turn into Van Halen, and then it's going to be Motley, and then it's going to be Journey, and then it's going to be Ozzy, and then it's going to be Queen, and then it's going to be White Snake or Loverboy or, you know, whatever. Don't worry. The next round of highlights is up. So even if you don't like a band, you don't have to, like, because how many shows did you ever go to where, like, I really dug the headliner, right? But they had two opening bands that I was like, they suck. I don't want to go hear that band. But yeah. you had to go sit through an hour or an hour and a half of shit that you didn't want to listen to to finally get to the stuff that you wanted to listen to. Right. Well, us. You get it all. You, know, you get it, you get it all. And then it's, boom, highlights from that band. And then two songs later, it's, boom, highlight again. And then two songs later, it's something else. So it's just, it is just bam, 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 bam. Just one complete classic group after another. And... The, uh, you know, the costumes and the detail that these guys, yeah, I mean, the wardrobe cases are redonkulous. I mean, they are oh, just yeah. gigantic, and those costumes are thousands of dollars. I'll, I'll, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask you, uh, but before I ask this question, I do want to say that if you did not like '80s music or '80s rock, and you were younger, and you go to your concert. You're turning them into fans of whatever bands that you're playing, and that that's that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. But I do want to ask it's you. Amazing. I want to ask it's you about amazing the kids. Yeah, yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like, because you can get like a, a 12 year old, 15, 14, 15 year old kid that the parents like the music. Kids are like you're dragging me to this concert. I don't want to go. I want to listen to. I don't even know what's famous anymore. I was gonna say Marilyn Manson, but. That's like that's like late nineties, so not Mar- not not Marilyn Manson. Uh, but you get these fifteen year old kids in there, and I guarantee you, you guys put on such a good show that the energy that you guys project onto that crowd—oh, they're just in awe. They're like, you know, they're like, holy shit! Yeah, you know, because we got giant wall, you know, screens and video and shit's blowing up and yeah, light and smoke and fire and you know. I want to. I want to. Cool. Let's okay. We'll go ahead. Go ahead and get into the pyrotechnics. That, I was going to bring that up anyways. So the pyrotechnics, right? You guys got a bunch of fire and and shit going on. Has anyone ever been hurt on stage or in the audience, even before you joined the band, just as a whole, that you know? Uh, of? Not really hurt, but if you do look up, so one of the singers did catch on fire. It's got like a million and a half views on YouTube. Does it really? Um, he get hurt really bad? 
No, luckily he did not. He just Thank lost uh, some hair. But he, uh, it, it, you know, that happened. Like, so I joined, or well, I left. I went on the road in like May 1st of the year that I started. And this would have been like probably February of that year okay. that it happened. So it was fresh still, right? Uh-huh. So, and that was the most nerve-wracking thing about joining Hairball, like, because, okay, so it's pretty much three things. Like, okay, so first you have to play the song, right? Right, right. Learn the song, know how to play the song. Then two, you know, is, you know, the show. Like, no, like, okay, you got to be here. We all come into the front here. You know, there's lighting cues where, like, you want to be in the light and not in the dark or in the dark and not in his light or this, that, or the other. So there's like places that you need to be right. throughout the show to be because, in the light, you know? Because, because you know where it's going to explode and all that stuff. So you got your stage, like you got to know where to stand. Right. But okay. then you have to know where shit's going to explode and when, right? Because those are the other cues that you have to, so like you have your lighting stuff that you need to understand here or he's all alone up there so you know stay away because in that moment it, you know blah 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 whatever right but then you gotta know where shit's gonna blow up and right. you don't want to be there then either and stuff blows up in a couple of different places on the stage it's not always just in one spot so that's the other thing and so I remember like my first week or two on the road you know I was still like like, okay, I learned my songs. I got that done. Okay, easy enough. And then it was like, oh, shit, we all come together. Oh, God damn, I missed that spot. Okay, blah, blah, blah. But the ones that you really don't want to forget or miss are the ones where, like, okay, shit's going to blow up, and I don't want to be standing there. Now, luckily, our pyro guy is is really good. So, like, so and, is, is the pyro guy kind of in the band? Like, even though he's not in the band, it's like the, the same pyro guy. Oh, uh, Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, he's our so, guy. He's, he's a part of the... all the time. He's okay. on the road with us. Okay. He does all our stuff. And I learned to always, just like every however often, I look over, because he's, he's on the side of the stage, right? Right, right. And I learned to always look over at that guy every once in a while and go... <laughs> like, yeah. You know? And all I have to have is that nod of like, yep, you're in the right place. I'm right. They don't blow you up. I won't light you on fire tonight, Brian. So okay, when, thank you. Perfect, thank you. So when you joined the band, not only did you have to know all the songs that they played, you also have to know how to do the choreographing with the with with the fire, uh, the pyrotechnics. It's not so when you're right. on stage, you can't just do whatever you want. You can't just go run around, and you, I mean, you can, but you always have to keep in the back of your head. It was in the guidelines of in this song, there's an explosion in the beginning. This song, there's an explosion at the end, or in the middle, or or both, and you know, yeah. So you got to know, it's not all just. I can't just run around completely free, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy to have to know your songs and think about that at the same time. That'd be, I mean, that'd be a little bit difficult, but that just shows how professional you are with knowing the music. You know, to be able to to be able to come into a band that's been around for as long as they've been around, come in 2018 or so, and be able to do that and be able to choreograph with them. That, that was, if it comes easy for you, that's awesome, man. And then have it look like you're not really right. 
thinking about anything, of course. Like, you're just having fun and rock and rolling, right? You know, because that's... Right, like I'm thinking like how I know how to do a podcast right now. I'm just like totally just winging it, dude. <laughs> okay, totally fake. Not that it's the it same. Works. I'm just saying that it's a little similar. A little similar. Nobody's going to light you on fire, Sebastian. I don't know, man. I might get some pyrotechnics behind me over here. You've kind of inspired me to get... Sam, Sam, Sam it, there you go. See, we got fire right now. Sam, I should. Light something on fire, Sam. <laughs> light your hat on fire. Don't light your hat on fire. <laughs> oh. So with the three different with the three different singers that you guys have, do the singers constantly change? Um, or do they only have one costume for the night, or do they change in between? Like, does one singer come on as as uh, Gene Simmons, and then comes back on as Ozzy Osbourne later they on each in the night? Change throughout the night. They each do. I think in a regular show, they each do four. Uh, Oh wow! Four, four different characters is what we okay. call them, but you know, four different guys. Okay, and so they're always, you know, and that's also part of uh, of what goes into doing the set list, right? Is different guys require longer or shorter amounts of time to get changed. So, like, you can't put a one song song uh set ahead of certain right you know other because they need time to get out of that previous complete costume hair makeup wig costume and get another one completely done in the time that those other two guys you know are on the stage okay so earlier i said that they don't really do the full show because you guys are on stage for two hours, but really they kind of have it a little bit. Uh, they have like they're on strict schedule guidelines, so even though they're not on stage, they, so backstage. Oh, they're machine. Oh, they're working there. Yeah, they are, they are. I mean, it's crazy. Like every once in a while, like during the drum solo, if I need to grab something, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go in there and I'll look. Right. Uh, you know. And those guys are just <laughs> working their, you know, they're just working their ass off. It's it's crazy what they pull off. Wow. So you have a, you have a whole crew of makeup artists that go with, to the show with 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 the band. Uh, no, those guys do all their own. Oh, they do it themselves. They do it all their own, and to watch. Wow. Like, you know, to like watch the guy do the kiss makeup. It's freaking pretty cool to watch. Yeah, man, I bet. Or to watch the guy do the, uh, you know, the classic Twisted Sister. I mean, to look just like Dee Snyder and do all of the makeup and do that, like, in a, you know, in a very condensed amount of time. That's pretty freaking cool. It is. How many wigs does the band own? (laughs) Because <laughs> you guys all can't have oh great hair. God. You can't all have great hair like you. No, no they don't. No, but, uh, <laughs> um, God, I don't know how many wigs those guys have. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't have... See, if I was in your band, I'd get kicked out. <laughs> they they you know, kicked kick me out right away. <laughs> you know, each one's like 1500 bucks. I mean, they're, they're high. I mean... It is crazy 
the level of, you know, costumes and the quality in, you know, obviously years and years ago, it wasn't always that way. Right, right. And at some point, you know, it was like, okay, well, you know, if you're going to go play in front of two, three, four, five thousand, twelve thousand people, like, you have to deliver, like, you can't be looking like you just left a Halloween store, right? Right, and right, so, right. I mean, I mean, these... The band's, well, the, the band's going to naturally grow and progress, and especially 20 years of playing, you know, and maybe there's been some members in and out, but Hairball, as a band, has been around for a long time. So after 20 years, you know, I'm sure they've raised, they've raised some money and bought some, like, high-end. They want, they want to make it look like you're at that concert, because I saw... One of the videos uh, on YouTube where it was Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Ozzy Osbourne was a singer, and the movements and like just the way. Oh, they get the mannerisms. Yeah, everything. I mean, it is it is a theatrical show, and I mean, I always like to say, you know, like I'll do interviews or this or that, or you know, whenever anyone want to ask me, so what is this hairball thing like? What is it? You know, and I say, well, if an 80s rock concert and a Vegas review had a baby, <laughs> it would be hairball. Because, like, even when we go play in Vegas, like, the quality of the costumes, the quality of everything, like, when we go to a casino later or we do this or that, our stuff is just as nice, if not nicer. I mean, that is kind of the level... I mean, the guy who does Kiss has stuff uh, has has his stuff made by the same guy who makes the costumes for Kiss. Right, right. So it's not like well we go make our own or we do this that if like his are made by the same guy who makes the costumes for Kiss makes the costumes for our guy. I mean, it's that that's, level. That's, it's that level of stuff, and it's it, it's crazy. Dude, congratulations on you guys' success. Uh, really, the, the thing that you guys do is, is, is absolutely fantastic. After watching your guys' uh, videos, when you come to Oklahoma, I wish I would have known in November, and I would have talked to you before then, because I would have definitely went to that show. I would have loved to see you guys play live. And I probably would have been like, remember me? Remember the, remember the podcast guy? <laughs> that's what I would have said. That, two hours said, that's awesome. HBK, I want to thank you for being on the show. It, I know it's, it's it's not too late for us, but I think I kind of covered everything, man. You've been great to have on the podcast. I appreciate it, man. It, I, hey, I had fun. I love I love talking about rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. I do want to ask you, if people want to go find you online, I know you guys got the YouTube channel thing uh, all set up. Where can they go to find your merch, find out more about the band? Everything starts at uh, hairballonline.com. I mean, that is our, uh, that's our website. There's our stores on there, so you can order merchandise. Um, or you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're on all, you know. Are you on TikTok? Are you on TikTok? Ooh. I only ask that because Sam's making me get a TikTok account, and I don't even want it, but he's making me get one. You know, that's a good question. I'll have to ask my kid. No, wait. Ah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, 
my, my daughter's on TikTok. Keep I, I told my daughter, I said, don't follow me on TikTok. My producer is making me get one. I don't want it, but he's forcing me. I told my daughter, don't follow me, please. It's not the content you want to see. She, she's like, she's 12. Just don't follow your dad. Do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Do something else. So I want to thank all the listeners for listening to The Loud Spot. I want to thank HBK from Hairball for being on the podcast, man. Thank you so much. Great interview. I thought it was it was awesome. Um, you can check out theloudspot.net. We got merchandise on there. Go to our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're not on Twitter, but we are unfortunately on TikTok now. And uh, I guess that's about it. Peace out, everybody. Much love. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has to pin show so to get more episodes, make an order. This is over. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.